1: of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com.
2: Welcome back to the realm of superior intellect. Today, Rachel's going to educate us. Yes, I am.
3: Hello, Spencer Reed stands.
2: Welcome back to Hyperfocus.:
3: Don't lie to me. I know, I know you all. If, if OK. If you if you listen to the Dark Empath One mm-hmm. and you're still here, yeah, and you like random knowledge, I know you're a Spencer Reed stand.:
2: Or you're just not yet.
3: <laughs> Somewhere deep in your heart, you probably are.
2: Yeah, yeah.
3: I actually I, uh, I'm gonna tell them about my theory.:
2: Okay, go ahead. I, uh, I
3: had a theory about this actually, like we uh, when we first got on Instagram. Mm-hmm. We were kind of building our uh, target audience, target audience,
2: (laughs) target audience, our
3: target audience, our target audience. And something that I said that I thought might uh, be spot on is all of the Spencer Reed stands. And boy, was she correct. Yeah. um, Listen, to test it out, I followed a ton of Spencer Reed fan accounts. And uh, I just want you to know that it was for market research. Mm -hmm. And I'm sorry. We just wanted you to listen to our podcast. I don't care about your content
2: so mean (laughs) although she does love
3: spencer reed (laughs) (laughs) this isn't about me
2: rachel based her target audience (laughs) off of herself well you know
3: okay (laughs) (laughs) moving on this isn't about me i just wanted to uh i wanted to roast them okay i'm just saying you should be included yeah but i don't want to roast myself that's the problem
2: oh well i'll roast you no worries oh
3: great okay well uh before you roast me i would like to roast you oh no It's time for everyone's favorite segment, Eight Second Apologies. Mm.
2: This is going to be shorter than eight seconds this week, probably. In what world? <laughs> just that you don't have too much to apologize for. Well, it's eight seconds. <laughs> it's not supposed to be a lot of
3: apologies. If I if I hadn't had the time to apologize for everything, it would be a two hour episode. So mm. I'm just going to get on with it before you try to stop me. I sincerely apologize for Lauren proposing conspiracy after conspiracy after conspiracy, mm-hmm. only to conclude that there was no conspiracy. I would also really like to apologize for Lauren agreeing with L.A. law enforcement in the 60s and 80s. That's, hey, I mean, not... so- sometimes you have to agree with them. Sometimes they're right. No. Uh, not in the 60s um... and 80s, my friend. That's, that's kind of the whole point of the little, the little thing at the end where we said, LAPD is my favorite scapegoat. Well, uh... I just hit my laptop with my...
2: You're allowed bit. to have that opinion. I've said it before.
3: I've probably said it before on the on the podcast. Uh my opinions are the objective truth. Well, and uh, it's not my fault when people are offended by the truth.
2: <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this is why Rachel has a co-host.
3: <laughs> I don't know. I think I'd do I'd do pretty well. Nah. Just in general. <laughs> by myself. It's just me making narcissistic statements for three hours straight every week.
2: You would definitely (laughs) fill up the time.
3: (laughs) Oh, I absolutely would. Oh, boy. Okay, well, anyway, uh, moving on. It's, you know, it's the end of the medieval period. Correct. It's the beginning of the Renaissance. Mm -hmm. What's happening in Strasbourg in modern-day France but was actually a city in the Holy Roman Empire at the time? I have no idea. I know you don't. But I will tell you what's happening. Horrible things. Good, as always. Death. Mm-hmm. destruction, mm-hmm. hopelessness. Mm-hmm. The impending doom of staring down death every morning as you awaken every eve as you close your eyes for the specter of death hangs in the air like a thick fog.
2: That's dramatic. <laughs> Would you like some examples? Uh, yes, please.
3: I'm going to give you the short version. Okay. These are just a couple of the best or worst examples Okay. leading up to uh, the main event here. Okay. So in 1348, we have the... Do you know it? No. Mm, come on. You know it. What? The bubonic plague. Duh. One year later in night no, not in <laughs> not in nineteen forty nine, but in thirteen forty nine, we have a pogrom. What's a pogrom, Rachel? Well I shall tell you, dear listener, it is a massacre aimed at a certain group of people. This one was called the Strasbourg Massacre.
2: That little conversation Rachel just had for- with herself is what this podcast would be like if I wasn't here. You're welcome. It was awesome. <laughs> In our
3: case, this was February 14th, 1349. That is correct. It is a Valentine's Day where hundreds of Jews were publicly burnt to death and those who were not executed were driven out of the city. Oh my gosh. Why? Because the Jewish people were often falsely blamed for the European outbreaks of the bubonic plague.
2: Oh, okay. Unfortunately. That's so sad. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Then there was uh, some more bad stuff done to the Jewish communities for a while, and some more not great stuff in general for mm. everyone. Uh, I'm gonna skip ahead to 1492. Meteor strikes a nearby town. Cool, right? No, correct. It's not cool. Why? A man. Oh no. None. <laughs> I wish we had the. Uh, I wish we could use the the clip from New Girl. A white
2: man. No.
3: <laughs> it's still really loud, but whatever. Anyway, yeah, uh, a man. Uh, ruined the meteor strike for everyone.
2: Shocking. I know. Well, it was a,
3: a young lawyer and humanist, Sebastian Brandt. He said that the meteor symbolized God's wrath and righteous anger towards the people's unholiness. Oh, panic ensued, mm-hmm. as it does. Now, uh, following Brandt, there was another humanist and scholar in Strasbourg. I'm not even going to try to say his name because, you know. You can't pronounce it. Well, it's Kaisersberg, his last name, but the the whole name is long. So whatever. You need to know Kaisersberg. That's it. And he was generally a super like gentle and merciful dude in general to the point where he stopped hearing confessions in his church because he couldn't bring it upon himself to like tell people what they needed to do. It was, yeah, very cute. But uh, he, he knew of a lot of corruption mm-hmm. amongst the nuns and the clergymen, and he publicly rebuked them. What did he rebuke them for? <laughs> oh my goodness, so much. Well, uh, to begin with, the monks and nuns were supposed to live the ascetic lifestyle. But what he found was the complete opposite. Yikes. He accused monks and nuns of um, getting busy Oh, quite a bit. And not only that, but then murdering their bastard children.
2: Oh, wow. Yeah. He
3: said that uh the corpses of five children were had been found in uh had been found buried in a local cloister. Wow, yes. Uh monks and priests took concubines. They pretty much all had massive appetites for food and drink and sleep, and totally neglected prayer and pastoral duties. Now I'm gonna read you a quote. It's long, but I had to put the whole thing in there because it's awesome. I do Excellent. not I do not want to tell you what book this is from, because if I tell you the title, it will give everything away. Okay. Quote. In most monasteries and nunneries, the asceticism of medieval founders had been long ago set aside. Gone were the days of beds of straw and bland fare and the exacting regimes of song and prayer and the abrasive, louse-infested hair shirts. Many of the clergy, especially the canons and nuns, were the younger sons and daughters of nobles or wealthy burghers. They weren't willing to forego the rich tastes and styles they had acquired in growing up. And so canons and monks wore coiffured hair, daggers strapped to their belts, and fashionable slippers, while nuns who were meant to don habits of unfinished and undyed wool and to spend their days in silence or prayer were to be seen visiting taverns, wearing jewels, belts sparkling with gold, and caps with ostrich feathers streaming behind. Oh. So not exactly asceticism.
2: No. Not at all. No. Not at
3: all. Uh, Just a couple more examples of some things he Mm -hmm. found. Uh, A Dominican nun had been caught with a workman. Oh. Oh. You know what I mean by cult? Oh, I know what you mean. You know what I mean by cult? Oh, I know what you and, mean. And uh, in response, the nunnery doors were locked and all males under the age of 50 were banned from entering. Also found excessive, rich, expensive foods and fine wines. Now, upon seeing all of this corruption mm-hmm. in the church, did all of this stop happening when Kaisersberg found out about it? I'm guessing no. No, it did not. Why? Because a monk threatened to murder him.
2: Good. Yes, that's Good. what you want from your
3: monks. Mm-hmm. Now, anyway, just uh, heading back to the more the more general sphere of the bad things that are happening. Uh, we have higher taxes. We have peasants banned from doing things like picking berries and fishing and collecting firewood from the local forests. Yikes. I, I don't think this was privately owned property. I don't no. know how that happened. Now, I need to get you to 1518. Okay. And we're still in 1492. So I'm going to give you a little bit of a, of a speed round. Mm -hmm. there there were a series of tragedies and it went something like this okay but this is again this is not all of them but here we go ready
2: yes okay go i don't know if i am
3: Famine, horrible winters, torrential rains, plans for bloody riots and revenge on those who had been taking advantage of the peasants. One guy was a snitch, mostly everyone was hanged or beheaded because of the snitch. Government enforced moral overhaul? Nope, they tried, but they were met with excessive hedonism. Syphilis outbreak? It caused people's skin to fall off. More dead crops? Massive hailstorms? More famine? More bubonic plague? More terrible winters? More drought? Smallpox? Leprosy? Finally, in 1517, the English sweat came to Strasbourg, which caused people to die of excessive sweating, dehydration, and delirium.
2: We thought 2020 was bad. Yeah, Whew, that was a lot. Okay, I'm out of breath. If you missed um, some of that, go back and listen to it again because I'll it's do it again. horrible. Famine, horrible. Day.
3: <laughs> I don't think I can do that twice.
2: No. Um. So you did great the first time.
3: I know. Um,
2: <laughs> so uh, uh,
3: basically trauma. <laughs> Lots of trauma. Generational trauma. Yeah. All that fun stuff. Now somewhere, somewhere in there, somewhere in that speed round, people started having some reactions to this. And uh, one of those is that uh, this kind of led some people to see visions of their dead loved ones. Okay. Walking the earth. Okay. Author John Waller, who is also who that uh, other quote came from, yeah. but I still will not disclose the name of the book, says that, quote, thousands imagined their dead relations to have escaped from purgatory, running and screaming to the music of mm-hmm. drum and pipe. Many of those killed in battle were reported to be carrying their bloodied and mutilated limbs. Oh wow. Yes, quite. Yeah. One woman said that she saw her husband, who's a um, a deceased soldier, holding his own bloodied severed head. That's terrifying. Mm. Yes, Yes, ma'am. Now, uh what do you what do you do with unresolved trauma in fifteen eighteen? You rave.
2: Yeah, makes sense.
3: Do you have any idea where I'm going with this? No. Okay, wonderful. That's what I wanted to hear. This brings us to July of fifteen eighteen. Frau Trophia, or Trophia. There's a couple different ways of saying it. I'm going with Trophia because I think that's the best way. Frau Trophia walked into the street. What do you think she did there?
2: Did she dance? She did dance. Do you... Now you know where I'm going with this. So mm-hmm. I, I had wondered if this is where you were going with this. And then you said... And then there was a rave. And I was like, there's no way this is where she's going with us. It is exactly where I'm going with this. How much about this do you know? As much as you told me within a week of us living together and you've been like, Yes, What? You told me about when, it one time. When? <laughs> I don't remember, but it was the middle of the night and you were sitting on the couch. <laughs> I tend to do that. But you didn't, you didn't, you hadn't done a lot of research and you didn't tell me a lot of details. I, I learned a lot. Yeah. In my, in yes. my research. I, I'm here, still, but, uh, I'm very excited to do a deep dive. A I was, <laughs> I was hoping that you would actually do an episode on this eventually because I think yeah. it's very interesting. Yeah.
3: I, I had to do an episode on this. You can't, you can't. Not you can't me. not do an episode on this. No. Well. They yeah.
2: still don't know what we're talking about. We should tell them. Or you should tell them.
3: I, I will tell them. So She danced. And then what did she do next? She danced. hmm And then she kept dancing. hmm No music. Uh-huh. Just dance. Yeah. Just dance. be okay. okay. Except it wasn't okay. <laughs> it was not okay. <laughs> also, I can't sing too much of that song because... Copyright. <sighs> Fine. I think we're good as long as it's under 30 seconds. So... Well, she she did this. Uh, she continued to dance until she collapsed from exhaustion. Yeah. And as soon as she recovered, she continued to dance that's what one does. Yeah. It was compulsive and wild and frenzied. And it seemed as though she was unable to stop. Now, rumor has it that some people thought she did this to spite her husband because he hated dancing. Um,
2: I, I wish that was the explanation. Like, I'm I think gonna that would say, be the best. I'm gonna say probably not, though. Probably
3: not. Probably not. And why not? Well, because it was very frenzied. And uh, she was bleeding from mm-hmm. her feet, so much so that it soaked through her shoes.
2: Wow! Yeah, that's so horrible. Not a
3: fun, not a fun rave. Um, other people theorized that it was perhaps divine wrath, throwback to the the meteor mm-hmm. and the, the panic yeah. surrounding divine wrath, or Saint Vitus. Now, Saint Vitus was believed to aid those with conditions like epilepsy, but also could inflict it upon people. Um, so. Sometime around 16th century, Saint. Vitus uh, came to be believed by the 16th century Europeans to be able to curse people and inflict the dance the dancing plague upon oh. them. Now this is uh, my understanding of this is this is not something that is really canon. like in yeah. the, it, it's not really in the in the canon of right. Saint. Vitus, but um, the idea had spread. A little bit it was like somewhat widespread but also that was when that started to come into into being that was kind of like pre-printing press and stuff right. so how much could it really get around um but uh frau trophia would have known about it because just 30 miles east of Strasbourg, there was a shrine to saint vitus and she was taken there on july 20th six days after she had begun dancing
2: oh interesting okay
3: unfortunately however Within those those six days before she had been taken. Yeah. While she was dancing. Uh huh. Within within less than six days, more than thirty other people had joined her. Whoa. Sharing in her affliction. Dancing in the streets out of compulsion.
2: Mm.
3: And thus the dancing plague of fifteen eighteen began. Wow. Yes. Now, these dancers, they were not enjoying themselves. They were not dancing no, for fun. No, They began to experience exhaustion and injury and would also bleed from their feet. Oh, and yet man. they would not stop. Soon, people began to die from their injuries and exertions, and they screamed to God for help. Wow. Sound less sad.
2: <laughs> it is so
3: sad. I know. but It's very interesting. I just had caffeine and I'm like...
2: Jazzed. I'm jazzed. Oh, yeah. That's a good way of putting it. I'm jazzed. They were also feeling jazz, and they were loving it a little less.
3: <laughs> jazz was feeling them. <laughs> now, fortunately, city officials realized well before... Oh, oh my goodness. I I, I switched that piece of information. I almost, I almost gave something away.
2: Well, that would have been tragic. It would have been tragic. Okay. I like that that's what we're defining as tragic. <laughs>
3: Correct. Now... Fortunately, city officials realized that this was a major issue.
2: Yeah, no kidding. Mm
3: -hmm. Um, Unfortunately, they handled it exactly how you would expect them to handle it in 1518. Yeah. With terrible medical advice. Good. So, the city officials brought in some physicians, and the physicians determined that this epidemic was the effect of hot blood, especially hot blood on the brain. Even worse than the diagnosis was the city officials' treatment plan. Do you know what it was? I don't okay. Know. Good. I don't remember how much I told you about this. Their treatment plan was more dancing. Oh, they good. just they just gonna dance it out. They gonna dance out the infection, affliction, curse. Oh. I don't know. They're just gonna dance it out. So in order for this to happen, they they went all out. Um, they cleared a space in an open air market and assigned two guild halls to be used by the afflicted dancers. Oh wow! They also constructed a massive stage. And they brought in professional dancers to dance with them. What? <laughs> That's
2: horrible.
3: Yes, it is, yes, it is. Um, well, they seemed to think it would work. Yeah, um, but they, they did not stop there. Oh no. They, they also they hired professional musicians to accompany the dancing. And Can
2: you imagine being one of those musicians, like, gig of a lifetime? No. <laughs> no, Rachel.
3: i played in my buddy's wedding last week but this week
2: (laughs) oh no (laughs) yeah
3: yes they they hired professional musicians um and then they also paid men um they paid strong men to assist in keeping the afflicted upright while they danced by holding up their exhausted bodies oh my gosh you're gonna hate this detail keeps getting worse. Uh the band would sometimes even use a faster tempo after people collapsed or were <gasps> held up no. um, or encouraged to get up and keep going.
2: No. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's horrible.
3: <laughs> uh yeah, it is horrible, but it's what they did. Um as you can guess, putting them in the public eye and everything else that they did to try to cure this um uh, made things infinitely worse. Yeah it exacerbated the the condition of those who were already afflicted and but it also exacerbated the contagion yeah so it started to spread a lot faster yeah uh dancers were collapsing from exhaustion in the summer heat bleeding through their shoes screaming in pain and many even died from exhaustion strokes heart attacks
2: wow all that fun stuff so were there some people who recovered or did everyone who was afflicted die
3: We're getting there. Okay. No spoilies.
2: Okay, fine. (laughs) I don't remember
3: what spoilies is from. Is it from Brooklyn Nine-Nine? I have no idea. But it's in my head. Anyway, at the height of the epidemic, as many as 15 people a day died. And it is estimated that around 400 people either were afflicted or died. Different accounts. Okay. Different things. Wow. But uh, I believe that the uh, prevailing story is that... About 400 people died from dancing. Wow. Dancing themselves to death.
2: That's, like, horrifying. Why aren't there movies about this? There there Are, are there? there? There are.
3: I mean, most of them are, like, documentaries. Yeah. I tried to watch one. It, I had to pay for it, so I didn't watch ah. it.
2: No, but there should be, like, a horror movie about this. Like, be so much more original than so many of them.
3: You actually could make a good horror movie out of this, I think. Yeah. Like a, uh, like a midsummer style mm-hmm. kind of thing or it's not like a just a slasher.
2: Yeah, yeah.
3: Yeah. Hmm.
2: Yeah, I've actually never I've actually like never seen I've actually
3: never seen Midsummer, so I don't even know if that's true. I don't at know. All. Right, it would be more of a, a psychological thriller. Exactly. Anyway, um finally finally the council realized that this was not working. Uh,
2: no kidding. And they
3: changed course.
2: Uh, a, a social little, distancing. A little, late. a little late. I mean that would have been helpful. Yeah. <laughs> if they kept
3: people away from each other, but um no, that's not exactly what they went for. Instead, they now thought that this was of a spiritual nature. Okay. And perhaps people who, perhaps the people who had warned of divine wrath as punishment for their loose morals were correct.
2: Mm, interesting.
3: And they did a complete 180. Now, instead of dancing being encouraged, it was banned. And anyone caught dancing before the end of September would be fined yeah they 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 put a they put an end date on it, kind of yeah kind of um music was also banned, kind of yeah, um string string instruments were allowed in weddings and masses, but no drums or tambourines anywhere ever
2: it feels like it would be really dark, like to have your wedding to have music in your wedding when you like you knew people were dancing and dying, you know what I mean, like I feel like music has been banned so people don't dance, but now that we're at our wedding, we're going to. Not dance, but listen to music. Like <laughs>
3: I don't know how much dancing occurred in 16th century no, no. French I weddings mean to begin in with. In
2: general, if music is banned for <laughs> everything except for like a wedding or a funeral, it'd be really weird to have music for that, I feel like.
3: Yeah, it would. It would. But it was only but string. Was those only musicians would be string, thrilled to actually have a gig. Stringed. <laughs> so... Because they thought that, like, drums and tambourines, I guess they just had too much of a strong tempo. Beats too good. Yeah, beat <laughs> beat too good. But unfortunately, the banning of dancing and music wasn't enough. The people who were afflicted by this uh, just continued to dance. But because they had to. Because they had to. But they did it in their own homes, and they still seemed unable to cease dancing. Wow. Um, so... Then they finally came up with another solution. Like they, they thought that perhaps a spiritual problem should have a spiritual solution, not banning things yeah. if it's a spiritual problem. Yeah. Thus, they were put into carts and taken to the aforementioned shrine of St. Vitus some 30 miles away. Mm. Once there, they performed a sort of ritualistic treatment. The dancers were each given a pair of red shoes. They were led in a circle around a likeness of St. Vitus. Each dancer made an offering of one feneg to the icon of St. Vitus. Mm -hmm. They were prayed over by priests and they were blessed with holy water. Did it work? No. It did. It did? It worked. What? It worked.
2: Then comes the question of why did it work? Yeah, maybe it actually was a
3: spiritual problem. Mm -hmm. So there's a couple possibilities here. Yeah, one of which being that perhaps it was a yeah. spiritual problem or it at least had a spiritual element. Right. Right. Um other theories include that this is the first time that the lower classes weren't being oppressed, mm. but rather they were being helped. Uh that has a that has a big effect on the psyche. Yeah.
2: Um,
3: also they could have just believed that they were going to be healed.
2: Yeah. Placebo like, effect kind of thing. Exactly.
3: Exactly, yeah, they could have you know, just even believing that they were being healed that could have been enough to right. heal them. So what was the cause of this dancing plague? That is what a lot of people have tried to figure out. and what what a lot of people in the sixteenth century tried to figure out, yeah, uh, a lot of them came to the same conclusion of divine wrath. yeah, but when contemporary mm-hmm. scholars look at this, they come up with a lot of uh, a different diff- okay, um, very different than yeah spiritual wrath yeah or at least solely right. divine wrath um i'm going to i'm going to give you i guess it's i'll give you 3 proposed causes and they get better as we go okay the first one is religious subversion and heresy so some thought that they were dancing out of a blatant disregard for god uh that they were giving themselves over to the passions or that they were um some sort of heretical religious oh, okay. sect that this was some um, like ritual for them or something. Um, Here's why this is an issue. They didn't want to be dancing. No, they didn't. (laughs)
2: And they were in so much pain and literally dying from it.
3: Yes. And they were begging for help. And they were begging for help from God and the saints. Yep. So that doesn't work. The second one is ergotism or ergot poisoning. So ergot is a fungus that grows on uh, rye, Uh some similar plants. And they would use rye to cook, make bread. All of those kinds of things. So it's possible that they could have eaten some of Mm this. Um, Some claim that it produces a chemical that's related to LSD. Oh, interesting. I don't know how accurate that is. I don't know what related means. You know, People say related. How similar is it really? I don't know. It's your third cousin on your mom's side. Uh, Yeah, it could be. Or it could be like almost chemically the same. I don't don't know. I'm not a chemist. Somebody tell us if you know. I don't care that much. Uh, (laughs) I want to know. Okay. Well, there are two kinds of ergotism. Convulsive Mm -hmm. and gangrenous. So convulsive ergotism causes hallucinations and violent spasms and twitching. Okay. However, if this were the case, a couple problems. Why would they continue until they died? Yeah. That's like twitching and spasms doesn't always equal dance. In fact, it usually doesn't. Yeah. Um, And why would they continue until they died? And also, why didn't everyone or at least a higher percentage of people experience ergotism yeah if they had all eaten the same food and why didn't any of the cases present as gangrenous yeah like there were there were no accounts of gangrene at all feels like more than 400 people people would have would have gotten
2: yeah definitely and
3: then this brings us to the last one now this is the most widely accepted theory and this is that this was a case of mass psychogenic illness and belief in this in supernatural agency uh, for those of you who don't know, mass psychogenic illness is the new word for mass hysteria. Yeah. Um, so mass psychogenic illness usually takes place under extreme stress, um, and it often actually resembles cultural beliefs and fears.
2: So Makes sense.
3: Yeah. It makes a lot of sense here. So they were under very, very high stress from the social and religious yeah. issues and conflicts and disease and dying crops and famines and poverty and their skin falling off from yeah. syphilis. And all of the other horrible things that were happening there at this time. And that would lead to heightened heightened suggestibility mm-hmm. as it does. Now, interestingly, this was not the first dancing plague, but it was the last. Oh, that, that is we, That we know of. It's definitely the most well-recorded. And it seems to be the one that had the most casualties by far. Right. Um, it's not clear when the idea of St. Vitus being able to punish sinners by forcing them to dance came into play. But like I said earlier, it was like... Something that they probably would have known yeah, about, yeah, and and this would really prime them to believe that this is how their sin would be punished,
2: right? Especially
3: being so close to that shrine of Saint Vitus, they'd Midas, be very well
2: primed for that. Very
3: but, well primed for yeah. that, and, and
2: they'd been very well primed to like believe God's wrath was coming, and all yes. of that.
3: So that would play into it exactly. And uh, yeah, if they're if they're believing that if they're primed to believe that this is how their sin would be punished, in a somewhat dissociative state, they would probably do what they think. Is supposed to happen Mm -hmm. to people who are possessed or divinely cursed. Right. There are many accounts of this, not with dancing plagues, but with other things of like nuns doing like foaming at the mouth and like climbing trees and stuff because like that's what they had heard of happening to people who were possessed. Yep. Additionally, everything that the city officials did, at least in the beginning, uh, to attempt to stop this epidemic would actually make a case of mass psychogenic illness. Much worse. Yep. They kind of did it to themselves. Yeah. Uh, they put all of the afflicted together in public for everyone to see. On stage. On Literally. stage. They made it a rock concert. The, they, Yeah, they did. Direct line of sight to the stage for everyone. Yep. So it's in their line of vision. That'll do They're it. And then you're it. just sitting there a like, okay, music. when is
2: this going to happen to me?
3: Exactly. Exactly. If they believe that this is divine wrath, that's exactly what's going to happen. Yep. They are... Uh, they're always worrying that they're going to be next, and it essentially became a self-fulfilling prophecy. Yep. Now these are all just theories. We want to make that clear? We still we don't, don't know for sure. We don't. We don't know exactly why this happened, but we do know that around 400 people danced themselves to death in modern-day France in 1518. Wow. So I, I will say now what the book was. I got a a free sample of the book uh-huh. from Amazon. Now I hate eBooks. I do not read eBooks. Yeah, no. I have seething hatred for eBooks. I could not stop reading this on my phone. My
2: phone. Who am I? <laughs> Disgusting. But the, Rachel hates her phone. That's a different the discussion. Book? <laughs> not <laughs> well,
3: her phone. Phones. Well, I mean, kind of. Um, <laughs> but even more than that, I hate eBooks. I need paper. <laughs> But I could not stop reading this book because this book was so good. And I was about to buy it last night, like buy the whole thing at like 30 yeah. in the morning. Um, and then I decided that I, I could not because I would have stayed up all night yep. reading it because it was so good. Aww. So good. You need to so order the paper copy. I'm going to. This is um, the author that I quoted earlier, John Waller, and the book is The Dancing Plague, The Strange True story of an extraordinary illness. It's amazing. There's so much detail in there. It's That's so bizarre. Awesome. And I can't wait to read it. Um, this is one of my favorite historical events. I don't know what that says about me, but it is. And that it is what it is. Mm-hmm. So you're going to have to deal with it.
2: All right. Happy to.
3: So what do you think? Do you think this was mass hysteria? To use the, the common term?
2: It's tough because I think it was so long ago and it's so hard to know. Mm-hmm. It feels like of the contemporary theories, that's definitely the most plausible. Mm-hmm. It also could have been a combination of things. So let's say that it was a spiritual cause. It could have been mass hysteria for some of the other people involved. you know what I mean? Like mm. other people that assume that they would have been involved. Mm. I think it's really hard to know for sure what was going on. What's weird, the, thing, the one thing that makes me think maybe this wasn't
3: yeah. mass psychogenic illness is... That it had happened in multiple places. That's the thing. This was pre-printing press. Yep. The only reason that this one is well documented is that it came briefly after the invention of the printing press and it being brought to France. Yep. That's the only reason we have so much documentation about this. Now, sure, they weren't so cloistered that they couldn't ever hear about anything happening in the world, but this was a very different time. Why would there be multiple cases of this? Yeah, yeah. Over, I really over, don't like know. I think it was like over the course of like a couple hundred years, or multiple cases of this. Can it really be mass hysteria if it's just that? Which, by the way, side note, one of these days I'm going to have to explain the origins of the word hysteria on this on this yeah. like podcast because I'm very into that, and I hate I hate the, the origins of it, but it's very interesting. Yes, yes, look it up. But yeah, that that's that's the issue. That's the one issue I take with mass mm-hmm. psychogenic illness.
2: Yeah, I don't even know. Like I don't. Hey, I've got a question for you. Yeah. It's Friday night. Yeah.
3: We we record on Fridays. Usually. Yeah. (laughs) You wanna go
2: dancing? (laughs) You are horrible.
3: (sighs) (laughs) Okay, but like if it weren't if we weren't in the middle of a panoramic, um I uh some people aren't gonna get that joke. If we if we weren't in the middle of a pandemic, I would actually wanna go dancing.
2: (laughs) I am a horrible, horrible dancer. So are most people in clubs. No, that's true. I just love it would dancing. Be fun. You would make fun of me and that would make it more fun for you. It would make it more fun for me. You know
3: what? Executive decision. We're turning our apartment into a club tonight. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Anyone have a strobe light? <laughs> I hate strobe lights. Gosh, okay. They, they like make me feel sick. They're supposed to. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's part of the fun dancing through the pain <laughs> oh <Oof>, wait <laughs> that i i promise that was not intended to be uh indirect correlation correlation what we were talking about today but it was even though
2: it's not intended i feel like you feel like for, what do you feel no like? no no, 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 no I can't, it's, i'm like? getting there i feel like for my wedding oh boy it would be really funny if because we're gonna have like you know uh, i will i will We're going to have like a COVID table, so like masks and hand sanitizer and that kind of thing. If we put on a sign that said the only plague you're catching tonight is the dancing plague and only the people that listen to our podcast would get it, we could put a QR code on the back. (laughs) I was going to say, I was going to
3: ask that and I was like, I can't ask Lauren to market our podcast at her wedding.
2: (laughs) But yeah, I can. It'd be so funny. (laughs) It'd be what if horrible we, what if
3: we, you had your dj basically be like the free version of spotify and every couple of songs he played an ad <laughs> and the ad was just for our podcast <laughs> but i when you started talking about your wedding i thought you were going to start talking about dancing at your wedding and i was like i will do whatever it takes to get the dance floor going we're gonna need you for that that is it's usually that's usually my job at weddings yeah
2: is to get the dance floor going
3: (laughs) so whatever it takes i will i will do it
2: fantastic i will do
3: it good i'm hype hopefully no one bleeds through their shoes or dies yeah but that that has yet to be seen really hoping (laughs) (laughs) i mean i my feet have bled while dancing so many times but i used to be a dancer so that happens um yeah i mean but but i mean there was one time at a spring formal I stepped on glass on the dance floor. <laughs> that's
2: a different reason for your feet to be bleeding, though. I mean, <laughs> that's it horrible. happens.
3: Happens. I still dance the night away once I pulled the glass out.
2: You gotta. <laughs>
3: what are you going to do? Stop? No. No. <laughs> well, if you want to see me dancing until maybe my feet bleed, I'm sure there will be some record of me dancing at Lauren's wedding and trying to get her to dance with me. Yeah. So... I don't know. Will we will we post that? Yes, we will because I love attention. Yeah. Um, of course we will. Uh <laughs> of course we will post that. Where where can they find that, Lauren?
2: Um, they can find that on our Instagram at hyperfocuspod.
3: Yeah, but you also, and now that I'm now that I'm really using this, uh, you might have to wait a bit until the wedding actually happens. But if you follow us, then it'll come up on your yes, feed when it happens. Will. And you can see one or both of us embarrass ourselves or absolutely freaking kill it. On the dance floor. Yep. Uh, where else can they find us? They think they can find us on Twitter. Yeah, they can find us on no Twitter. No way. That's awesome. That's
2: at hyperfocus underscore pod. Yes, it
3: is. What about TikTok? That would be hyperfocus pod. And you can also send us an email. That'd be hyperfocuscast at gmail.com. And you can talk with us and other listeners on our Facebook group.
2: And our Facebook page. You can go visit there as well. But on our Facebook group, both of those are hyperfocus colon. <laughs> It is Hyperfocus Colon, a podcast for chaotic mind. No, it's just Hyperfocus Colon now. <laughs> I should change it. No, don't change it. Uh,
3: fine, 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 yes. Anyway, folks. We love ya. Stay dancing chaotically. Babes. <laughs> no, there's, there's something there. Stay chaotic, babes. And dance the night away.
2: that's crazy sounds like a never mind i was gonna say it's a good way to go no not a good mm-hmm. way to go horrible 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 way to go yeah it makes this fun <laughs> uh,
3: now accepting bets on when i will do a topic that doesn't have to do with death oh my
2: goodness <laughs>